Welcome to the Parents Coaching Parents Network with your host, M.H. Scott. This is a one-hour interactive talk show. We'll talk college recruiting, athletic scholarships, and much more. Here's your host, M.H. Scott. Hey, welcome to the Parents Called the Parents Network. I am your host, M.A. Scott. And as always, folks, this is going to be another great show. So I'm going to give you a hot second to go ahead and get your pen and paper together so that you can take some very copious notes and understand that what we're trying to do here. You know, folks, we're trying to put parents at a very, very, very strong advantage so they can they can understand and be better able to support their children while they're involved in sports. You know, it's, it's, it's a very serious thing that, that oftentimes I, I watch parents and, you know, they're out there and they're trying to, uh, you know, just get their kids involved. And sometimes they're overdoing it. Sometimes they're not doing enough. So what, what is the happy medium? What is, what is the point where, you want to say, okay, I got this, I understand this, and more importantly, I'm going to be effective in this. Um, I'm not only here today going to have in my uh, guest calling in, but I also have a co-host in here with me, and I'm going to let her introduce herself real quick while uh, we get set up for our first guest to call in. Good Ms. afternoon. Felicia. Good afternoon. My name is Felicia Stewart with the John Stewart Foundation. Okay. And Felicia Stewart with the John Stewart Foundation, and folks are saying, and okay. Uh, we do education and awareness of health disorders in children. Uh, the John Stewart Foundation was founded uh, by the death of my son, John Stewart, in 1999 of cardiomyopathy. He died while participating in a basketball tournament. You know, folks, and we're going to get a whole show and a whole conversation around that. So I'm not going to tax Ms. Stewart today too much to talk about that subject. But we are going to break that down and give you some more insight because there's some things that happen along the way that Ms. Stewart really and truly feels. And I've had a long and an in-depth conversation with her. She really and truly feels that had she been made aware of some things, she would have been better and able to um, provide additional assistance to her son or you know, would have been ahead of it, would, would have been able to catch it, and probably it, it wouldn't have turned out to be the situation that it turned out to be. Well, I, I think we're about ready to go to the phone lines. Caller, you're on with the Parents Culture Parents Network. Good afternoon. Caller, you're on with the Parents Culture Parents Network. How are you doing? Yo, yo, what's going on there, son? What's up with it? Hey, what's going on? Folks, you have on the air with you today my son, my hero, my guy, Mike Scott from the Philadelphia 76ers. He's taking a time out of his busy day. What was y'all doing? Just chilling today? Say say that again? Did y'all work out today? No, today was an off day. Oh, so you had had an off day, so they had an opportunity to have an off day, and Mm -hmm. uh, he decided to call in. And, and and just we hang out with us doing this uh this show here today because we want to talk to him and find out some of the things that he went through and some of the things that he experienced 
let's go back to um, the middle school time period, or we can actually start back in the time period of, uh, you know, the first recreational league where he played when he was about six years old. And on this, uh, I, I would say it was an all-star team because that's what it seemed like. But but right. what was what was your your thoughts back then when you was playing for the very first time on the organizational sports? You talking about you talking about back in uh, when we was in California? Yes, sir, with the Wolf Pack. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I mean, you was the coach. <laughs> um, you didn't have to say all that. Uh, I mean, I have to. You, you, you was always my coach for the most part until what? Until high school. But for the most part, yeah, you you was my coach. Um, I mean, I was one of the bigger bigger kids out there, and uh, used to always put me at point guard, let me run the points so I could see over the see over the defense. And um, I remember uh, when we when we moved to Camp Pendleton, um, we moved we moved to Camp Pendleton and Cali. And I had that one game. I went crazy. I think I had like forty-five. It was something crazy like that. Remember that game? Yeah, that that was that was the game where y'all played that uh, uh, tournament. Uh, you, yeah, you lose, yeah, you go yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah, I went crazy. I think I had like I think we as a whole we might have had like fifty-three points, fifty-two points. Fifty-two. And I had like forty-five. Yep. And, and, and see, yeah. folks, you, you know, many of you would say, "Well, he was hogging the ball." No, that's during that time period where you have 10 kids on your team and everybody got to play those two quarters. So he played right. the yeah. second and the yeah. fourth quarter. Yeah. You know? I remember that, yeah. Everybody had to play the, yeah, I, yeah that's true. Damn, that's true. That's crazy. What would I play the second and fourth? Second fourth, and fourth, fourth quarter. Yeah, second. I didn't even start. <laughs> nope. Well, that, that that's because you had Nathaniel. and that's coming off the bench. Yeah, you had all them other guys, the, the coaches, the coach, uh, her son, you know, the other coach, that lady, yep. her son yep. and her nephew, they, they went out there and they started. And the only thing yep. they needed to do was keep the game close. Yeah. And yep. then you jumped in there fourth quarter and, and uh, took over. Well, I, I, I also light have 45. a uh, co-host here with me today, so I, I'm not going to try to bombard you with no question. I'm going to let her jump in and see if she has anything that she want to ask you. She is okay. the mother of... John Stewart. John Stewart. I don't know if you ever heard that name before or recall that name before, but the young man played, what, one year, two years? Oh, he played. He never got to college. He was had a, a full ride to the University of Kentucky uh, with uh, Tubby Smith, and he died on his last high school tournament. Mm, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. He was yeah. a seven-footer, seven-foot-four, 305-pound. Mm. Yeah, he... Seven-foot-four. Well, see, he he was uh, he was he the cat that taught Zebo, yeah, how to work in the paint like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, that's one another guy that a lot of folks never heard about. But yeah, Mike was was always a, a, a tall kid for his size and for right. his age, right. and folks often thought that he may stretched out to seven feet. But I was like, I wouldn't be able Man. to keep up with all that. That that would that would be just like too crazy for me. I'll, I'll take six ten. I would have, I, I would have, I would have been cool with six ten. But six eight is cool. I'll take six eight. There you go. <laughs> so, so, Miss Stewart, do you have anything that you want to ask Mike? Because he's open for the question. I was just listening to him talking about when he was playing the first organized game, and I just kind of reminisced in my name. I mean, my my mind when John first started playing organized ball. It's a lot on the big kids. I can remember mm-hmm. the conversations we would have because. You work hard when you're the biggest person on the team. Yep. And people don't really see that. They think it's easier, but it's you're different. 
Yep. All the other kids are smaller. They're they're more in um, a league of their own to say when you're a bigger kid. Because yeah, everything absolutely. is depending on you. Everybody, the coach is looking to you to take it to the hole. Yep. Everybody's got, you know, they got so much pressure on these kids when they're playing basketball, when they're bigger than everybody else. But John was awkward. So that was a, another thing against him was he was kind of awkward till he got able to control his, his body weight. Yeah, yeah. Because you, when you're growing so fast, you, your body is not adjusting to your weight. I mean, your weight and your height. Yeah. So I can recall when he was in kindergarten, he was tall as his teacher. Mm. And he was always judged. They always judged him differently than the other kids because other kids were smaller and they didn't look to them to be able to do this, that, and the other, but they look to you when you're bigger to be more of a conqueror. Yep. So I, I definitely understand some of the trials and tribulations you had because I dealt with them myself with my son. Well, you, you know, I, I, I would say it, I, had, I had two on that team. I had him, and believe it or not, there was another kid last name Scott, but I don't think we, was, we were related. Travis. Remember Travis? Yeah, I do. Travis, Michael Davis, Matthew. Um, oh, man, I can't remember the other, other guys' names. but That's anyway. impressive. You can still remember all them names now, though. That's still crazy. And it's funny because, like I said, I had a, a superstar all-star team at the age of six. I think they were like five or six-year-old. And I had to actually – I don't think I've ever told you this, son, but – I set it up one game so that y'all did lose. Yeah, you told me. So we can lose. I remember that. <laughs> what are you hey, doing? Man, what were you doing? doing? I, I set it up so that they can lose because they were getting the big head. You know, I, I had to deflate that thing a little bit. But <laughs> it was all good. It, it taught them to be humble and understand that you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. There's some things that you need to do and some areas you may need to tighten up in because if they'd have ran through the whole season undefeated, you, you wouldn't have been able to tell them nothing. Pandemonium, so, pan, pure pandemonium. So, so that that mm -hmm. that was great times there, and uh, that was truly a, a blessing, just to see you know those that group of young men. It'd be interesting to know where that group of young men are at today and what they're doing for themselves. I often hear the name Travis Scott, and I think it may be that that young guy that's out there rapping or doing something, but I don't think that's him. <laughs> you know that. I don't think so. No, I don't think that's him, but that, that would be uh wow, that would be strange to see if that was him. <laughs> yep. Talk about um uh how you made me play up up in age. Because I was, you know, I was doing good with well, the guys see, I, my I, age. The kids I, my I was age waiting for you me. to unleash that piece. But yeah, you know, okay. we, we got to that point where uh at one point in time he was big for his size and, and just as tall as some of the other coaches that the coaches, all the kids. Um, and when we got to, uh, he was playing age, he played age seven and eight. That's when they won and they played on three games and he had 45, 32 and 28 or something like that. By the time the end of the day was over. Um, but then the following year when they were supposed to play nine and 10, I moved him up to ages 11 and 12, and he played with the older kids, 11 and 12. So during that time period, share with us what was your experience during that time period of playing with those older kids? Were, were you 
Were you intimidated? Was it was it any, was it a major factor? What what was it going on with you? I mean, I mean, yeah, it, it yeah, it was definitely intimidating because uh, you know playing with bigger kids. Uh, you're not the biggest on the court no more. You're not the best on the court no more. So, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, man, why is, why is he making me play with these older guys? How come I just can't play with kids my own age so I can dominate them and just you know move on? But um, you know, it it, it helped. It helped a lot. You know, it, it did help a lot playing with kids older than you, and uh, you know, it just it just you know pushed me to you know to to get better. Well, I ain't like it though. I definitely didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was it was a learned experience, and it was a it was a, a plus for you because if, yeah. if, if, I don't know if you would think about it, but later on when I even would take you down to uh, Chesapeake Park. I made sure you got out there with the older kids yep. back then too. Yep. yep. You know the guys maybe that went on to play. Maybe the, uh, the old heads, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, we 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 deep into this conversation and, and things are rolling. Uh, I, I I need to shout out those folks that you have in your fan club because there's been <laughs> some folks that's been doing some some great things and um, I I just told one young man that I I was going to mention his name. Well, not his name, but definitely his site, so that uh, you know, folks that know that he's out there supporting you. I'm, yep. I'm not. I can't even mention what's going on with the Mike Scott Hive, folks. Y'all need to go check out the Mike Scott Hive and uh, Mike Scott app, and, and look at some of the merchandise that they got up there. Yes, I'm giving them a, a show plug and all that kind of stuff because Appreciate those folks that. are doing some phenomenal things to show their support. For somebody that's not even a native of their city, they have embraced him. He has embraced them, and it has grown and bloomed to be, uh, as my man Frank Hassel would say, such a beautiful thing. Uh, right. You know, he he would say some other words, but I can't say them on the air. But he would right. always say such such a beautiful thing, you know. But I also want to mention my man with uh, Mike Scott Culture. That uh, the yeah. young guy from Mike Scott Culture, he he did a uh, great poster. Matter of fact, we got a shout out to you for a happy birthday. He had a birthday a couple of days ago, folks. He that. He, he, he turned the uh, the grand old age of thirty two, feeling kind of <laughs> old round about now. Happy yep, birthday! Yep. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> so definitely, uh, he has been um, uh, uh, in a in a position. Where uh, we we definitely he has showed some 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 promise in in this game. We we gonna start digging it a little bit more into your career, talking about your middle school, trying to figure out what's going on with some of your coaches, uh, mm-hmm. moving forward, talking about your high school and going into uh, your college career. You know because your college career you bumped around had not you didn't bump around but you had a couple different coaches. And, and you had some some guys that was around you that that was really solid type guys, so we yeah. we gonna we gonna dig a little bit into that as as we move on. Uh, but I want to throw the number out there if anybody want to join in on this conversation, they can always reach us at seven five seven. If you're calling from outside the Hampton Roads area, seven five seven four five four sixteen fifty. I'm gonna say that number again: seven five seven four Five four sixteen fifty. Give us a call. You want to join in on the conversation? You want to talk to Mike? And get a chance to ask him a couple questions. Hey, by all means, please do. And uh, 
we gonna keep this thing going because we got another guest that's gonna call in here shortly and and then we're gonna be prepared to close this thing out but this hour ain't gonna go that fast because we're gonna dig into mike here round about now well i'm standing here i'm, I'm talking to miss stewart and she was reminding me of some things that you know she went through with her son and uh you know the different times and different trying uh periods do you ever feel as though that there was a trying time or a discouraging time uh, for you while you was playing basketball? Um, hmm. Uh, probably, I would have to just, that would have to be like fast forward all the way to college. I don't, I mean, I don't want to get too far, but. Okay. I'll, I would have to say, you know, Battling that ankle injury, uh, you remember what, how I went through that uh, yep. at Virginia. That was, um, you know, that was that was tough for me. But I mean, I I, I don't want to get too far ahead. I know we. Yeah, I definitely no, have to say no. that's probably no. one of the trying times. I was just like, man, what's what's going to happen with this? Am I ever going to get back healthy? And am I going to be back to my right self? And uh, that play, you know, much as it was physically, it was a, it was a lot of mental stuff going on there too. But see. That's a great point that you brought up because that just lets athletes know one injury can implant in your mind or stick in your mind to, to make you think, okay, am I ever going to get back to where I want to be? Yeah. Is, is, was that it? Is, is it over? You know, so every time you get out there, you have to be prepared to do your best you know, uh, uh, maintain your body, keep your body strong, keep your body healthy, make sure, you know, just like we talked about last week during the show, we talked about, um, we talked about preventions, injuries, recoveries, and, and being, and st 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 man, excuse me, sustaining uh, yep. after you, after you maintain, after you have that injury, you recover from that injury, being able to just maintain, you know, you ain't going to just get out there and, oh, well, I had that injury when I was a freshman in college. And now I'm back out here doing the same thing without doing any type of uh, recovery treatment or any type of stretching or any type of anything that you do to help Muscle maintain stripping. your body. And, and we're yeah. going to ask you a little bit about that as well. Okay. But, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. No, no that's all I had. That's all I had. Yeah, but, but that, that's great because athletes forget about that part. They think they really and truly are – invincible folks i know you got some questions don't be sending me no messages on on, on messenger or on, on the facebook live feed that hey well ask them that no you call in and you ask your own questions 757-454-1650 i'll say it again i'll say it slow enough so you get all the numbers down 757-454-1650 Nope, that's a one, not an L. One, six, five, zero. Seven, five, seven, four, five, four, sixteen, fifty. Give us a call. Give us a call. You want to get into this conversation with Mike Scott from the Philadelphia 76ers. My hero, my guy. I can call him a my couple guy. other names, but I've never said them out loud or in public. But that's why I used to call him in private, you know. But that, that's what we just do. That's how we do it. Miss Stewart up here, she's just thinking and reminiscing about some great times, I guess, um, 
she she's she's gonna have a a conversation with me and we're gonna talk more about her her son and, and things that he went through. But okay. But hey, at this time we're gonna have to step away and pay some bills, man. So don't go nowhere. We'll be we'll be right back, as Doc would say. We stepped away to pay some bills. a few moments. Hey everyone, I'm excited to have in studio with us Lynn Deera, uh, one of the owners of Inner Sanctum Massage. The Moorish Science Temple of America, Temple 14, is presenting Inner Sanctum Massage. Tell us just something really quickly about the business. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, Inner Sanctum Massage is a nonprofit organization that specializes specifically in therapeutic massage. Uh, we offer free massage to disabled veterans, as well as providing holistic therapies for people who may suffer from a range of conditions, such as, you know, fibromyalgia, frozen shoulder syndrome, sciatic nerve issues, etc. That's Lindira, everybody. Give them a call. The number is 757-637-0189. Lindira, what's the website? That website is innersanctummassage.com. And they're located 2000 General Booth Boulevard, Suite 105 in Virginia Beach, minutes from the ocean. It's the Andrew Shannon Gospel Music Miracle Weekend Celebration featuring Jacqueline Carr in concert, Reverend Luther Barnes, and J.J. Harrison in youthful praise. The Andrew Shannon Gospel Music Miracle Weekend Celebration. Jacqueline Carr in concert at 7 p.m. on Friday, September 11th at New Beach Grove Baptist Church in Newport News. Dr. Willard Maxwell Pastor. If you want it. And Reverend Luther Barnes in concert at 7 p.m. on Saturday, September 12th at Pentecostal Followers of Christ Church in Suffolk. Bishop Ray Bynum. J.J. Harrison and Youthful Praise in concert at 6 p.m. on Sunday, September 13th at New Beach Grove Baptist Church in Newport News. Tickets are $25, 20 in advance. For more information, call 757-877-0792. That's 877-0792. I'm M.H. Scott, the founder of the Parents Coaching Parents Network and the father of Mike Scott with the Philadelphia 76ers. We are a network of parents who guide, assist, mentor, and elevate parents during the college recruiting process. If you have any questions with the recruiting process, the Parents Coaching Parents Network is here to support you. We will guide you, assist you, mentor you, and elevate you to the next level of college recruiting. You can reach us at Facebook at Parents Coaching Parents Network. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at PCP Network, or you can give us a call at area code 757-372-6338. Again, you can reach us on Facebook at Parents Coaching Parents Network, Instagram and Twitter at PCP Network, or you can give us a call at 757-372-6338. Looking forward to hearing from you. The Parents Coaching Parents Network. 
Hansen Brothers, Inc., a Hampton Roads plumbing and heating service provider, fully bonded, licensed, and insured with over 260 years of experience in the industry, working with a spirit of excellence, offering sewer drain and water lines, water jetting, sewer line video, backflow testing and repair, and much, much more. Lindsay Brothers. Look for the Lindsay Brothers trucks in your neighborhood. Find them on Facebook or call 757-497-4633. Hey, are you looking for a church? Are you trying to start all over? Maybe you've had some problems. Remember, God forgives. You can join the Believer's House for services. Believer's House Worldwide Ministries. Located in Norfolk, 707 East Bayview Boulevard. Services are Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. For more information, call 757-718-1393. That number again is 757-718-1393. All right, all right, we're back, we're back, we're back. Folks, hopefully you got something out of uh, that little commercial break where we had to step away and pay these bills. Uh, hopefully something caught your attention. If, if not, you're listening to the greatest show here in the Hampton Roads area, the Parents Culture Parents Network, with your host, M.H. Scott. We got a co-host in there with us today, Mrs. Stewart, Mrs. Stewart. But I want to get to, I got two guys on the line right now. We're going to roll with these two guys. And uh, hopefully they're still there and we, we haven't haven't lost them. Mike, yeah, you I'm still here. there? Okay, Don, you there? Yes, sir. All right, all right. Uh, hey, folks, I told you we, we were going to have some folks on today. So if you want to know what's going on in the game, whether or not it's from the basketball perspective, whether or not it's from the football perspective, these guys have been there, done that, currently doing it, or just finished doing it. And the more important part about all this is they're going to give it to you from their firsthand perspective. Not somebody that wanted to play, never got a chance to play, or never played at any major level other than rec league when they played <laughs> on the um, 18U team. You know, these guys have played and played serious and played hard. We just joining the conversation with us today is Mr. Don Curry. I have to say Mr. Don Curry because Don done moved up his status a little bit. Now, when I first met Don, I just said Don all the time, Don, Don, Don. But I got to doing that Mr. Don Curry now because Don has stepped into the community in, in which he is now living and has embraced the community. The community has embraced him. And I'm just going to put it out there, folks. He is a... Highly effective, and I'm looking forward to working with him at city council for the city of Chesapeake. But before we even talk about that or even touch on that piece, I want to talk to Don and ask Don, Don, when, when did you first start playing sports? We, we heard Mike say he started back at the age of five and six. What about yourself? Uh, same. I, I began playing tackle football when I was five years old. Five years old, tackle football. You, you you must be a product of Norfolk. I, I'm just, I'm just I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I'm just kidding, but that's the only place I know where cats are out there playing serious tackle football 
at the age of five. And they getting it. They getting it. But, you know, even even playing then, um, did you have any challenging times where, where you wasn't sure how things were going to work out for you during the time period that you did play? Uh, early on, early so on, much. not 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 your yeah, professional not, or college career. Not so later on. So so for for me, football was an outlet, right? It was something to keep my mind off of the struggles that was going on at home. It was a place where I can just be me and have fun. So I mean, I, I never really thought about the struggles that came along with football until my senior year in high school. It was always fun up until. I mean, it was still fun even after that, but it was always just the love of the game. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, honestly, I love playing football. I couldn't tell you what NFL teams or NFL players were at the, when I was younger. I just knew, you know, throw back and run. When we get out there, like the world seems to stop, and we're just having a good time in that moment. And, and, and that's interesting. That's interesting because I, I uh, talked about that in, in this book I'm coming out with, and that's something I always tried to share with Mike. You know, have fun. You know, have fun. You know, when you get to the point where it's no longer fun anymore, then, hey, it may be your time to, to throw the towel in. But now that you're getting paid to do it, that's another conversation. But I'm talking about everything prior to that. Parents, that's something that you really and truly need to share with your athlete. It's not about that hard grind and getting beat down. And, you know, and, and Ms. Stewart may want to touch on this as well. But when athletes are being pushed and pushed and pushed, and they may be suffering an injury or they may be, um, you know, going through some emotional things, you know, they're not having fun. So they're not able to give you their all. So, so share, 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 share something with us on that because I know you got something that you want to add to it, especially dealing with the situation with your son. I just remember that a lot of times it was all about what the coach wanted. I can remember times when we wanted to take his, do senior pictures or have a family outing. It was like a no, because it's time to play sports, 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 sports. Especially when your season's in, there's really no time for you to do anything but just participate in your season. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Don, I'm gonna ask you: Did you just solely focus on football? No, I, I've been blessed that uh, the coaches I've had were not only focused on making me a good football player or making me and my teammates good football players, they're focused on making us good men, right? So uh, along with, you know, making sure we understood the X and O's, we had a lot of conversations about life, a lot of conversations about making the right choices and pathways and things of that nature. So when, when situations came up, you know I mean, whether it's, you know, death of my grandparents or something of that nature, our coaches were always supportive. And it's, it's a sad fact that coaches nowadays think that sports is everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, sports is big, but we, we got to realize, man, there are 400,000 NCAA athletes, and the vast majority, well, all of them are going pro, but the vast majority are going pro on something other than sports, right? So if we're only building sports into these young kids, what happens when they're not able to get to that professional level, which the stats say most of them won't get to, how would they find their identity at that point? Exactly, exactly. Did you play any other sports? Yep, I, I ran track. Um, okay. okay. Pretty much track, it. Okay. track and preparation okay. for football. Yeah, I, I, that's, now we get into high school. I did the 
high jump, long jump, triple jump, the 110 hurdles, 300 hurdles, and that was the second oh, you have four by one. <laughs> oh, you have, huh? Okay. <laughs> Mike, well, 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 Mike ran a little track, too, back in his early, early days. Uh, and, 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 and Go ahead, Mike. I'm, I'm going to let you tell it because I can uh, tell you, one story being, about your track. I, I'm not going to be humble. I was a beast in track. That's how, <laughs> just, just, just how good I am. All just, right, just how then. good I was in basketball. Track was, keep it honest, Pops, track was right. I was nice. I was real good in track, like real, real good, like one of the best in the country, even for my age. But uh, I was supposed to go to the Junior Olympics, and I I know you were always mad about this. I was supposed to go to the Junior Olympics, but I ended up going to D.C. with my mom, and I went to a basketball tournament. And after that, you know, I mean, track really was, you know, I mean, it was just all basketball from there on out. From there. But I, I did the 400, 800, uh, did the long jump. I did, uh, I think I did the 4x4 four four a couple times. Mm-hmm. But most, for the most part, it was 400, 800, and I was, I don't know, man. I was a decent track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Don, let, let, listen to this one. Listen to this one. We, we were in Long Beach, California. And I don't know if Mike want me to tell this story, but I'm going to let it out I'll today anyway. Tell it. Tell it. <laughs> we, we was in Long Beach, California, Don. And uh, Mike came to me and said, Dad, my stomach hurt. <laughs> and I said, son, well, you know, go on in there to the port of John, to the bathroom, whatever, do what you got to do, come on back out. You know, because your races get ready to get called. I, I think they get ready to call, you know, um, you know, first call. And so he went. He was gone for a minute. Came back. They called first call. I said, how you feeling? My stomach still hurt. And I'm like, hey, okay, what's going on here? I hope he don't get out there and start running. Next thing you know, he got stuff running all down his legs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be a very embarrassing scene. And uh, we got out there, finally. They got everybody lined up. I said, okay, well, hey, as soon as you get this race over with, you know, we'll figure out what's wrong with you. I'll go get you something, and uh, we'll take care of your stomach. And so he went out there. He was getting ready to run the 400. Went out there and took him out. He came across the line, and wasn't even nobody behind him. Guys was just just coming off the first curve, and he was midway down the, uh, the final stretch. And uh, he finished the race, and I'm standing over there by the gate where they come out at. He came over to me and he said, "Dad, I was in the front. I was in the front." I said, "Yeah, son, you was in the front. <laughs> you was in the front." You know, it wasn't to him that he had won the race, or he was the winner, or he was number one. He was just in the front. That's all he was thinking. I'm in the front. So I cracked up from there, and I asked him how his stomach was. Stomach was okay. Realized that was the old butterflies that was in his stomach yep, messing with him. Yep, yep. That was them nerves that was messing with him. Don, you ever experienced anything like that? Oh, my God. I, I experienced butterflies up until my rookie year in the NFL. Well, until my second year right. in the NFL, actually. Um, but, but butterflies are a good thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it means that your body and your subconscious is telling you, hey, it's, it's time to go. <laughs> right? And yeah. You're going to make yeah. sure you you, you you're gonna make sure you, you do the job rightly. Yeah, so I, I've never been afraid of butterflies. Always welcome. But, yeah, he, he experienced these butterflies. I think he was like eight years old at that time. So it was, a, it was something totally new to him. I thought it was something really going on with his stomach. I thought he had messed around and 
got some cotton candy or a hot dog or one of them things that you don't eat before track meet, you know, I'm like, okay, what did you eat? You know, here, here's some fruit. Here, drink some of the ginger ale. Maybe it'll settle you down, whatever. I'm thinking there's something really going on. Come to find out it was butterflies. Now, moving forward in, in, in your high school days, and I'm going to ask Mike the same question. Moving forward in your high school days, when you experienced a situation where you had coaches that would really demand a whole lot of you, you know, were you one that will push back with an attitude or were you one that gets kicked out of practice or, or did you have to do any of that type of stuff? Uh, no, no, that, 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 that's not my temperament at all. The only time I would, you know, get into any type of scuffle is when I was being fussed out for something that I didn't do wrong. Um, but outside of that, if a coach was demanding, I took it as a challenge, right? And I, I, I love I love challenges. I love people tell me what I can't do. Uh, I, I have a saying that I have a high disregard for what people say I cannot do. So if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to try my best <laughs> yeah. to prove you wrong. So if I had a demanding coach and I, and I knew he was, it was a, a loving situation where they just wanted to bring the best out of me, uh, I, I, I did my best. So I tried my best to, to live up to that. Mike, I'm going to let you roll on that same question. Yeah, I was, yeah, nah, I, I, I was, I, I was immature, you know, so when, <laughs> so when coach got on me, I was, you know, I would get into my feelings or, you know, get an attitude. I've been kicked out. I was kicked out of practice a few times in high school. You know, high school, when, once I started getting a little bit of recognition, I started smelling myself a little bit too much. You know, my name, face started getting in the paper, you know, names started buzzing around the city. Oh, oh Mike's got out of deep creep. You know, I was starting to smell myself a little bit. So, of course, you know, coach got to get on you to let everybody know that, you know, you're not, I mean, you, yeah, you are our best player, but, uh, you, I mean, you're still a player. Like, everybody has the, the, the same role. Everyone, you know, we all are the same people. But, um, obviously, I wasn't feeling that because I'm thinking, you know, I'm the star of the team. You, know, you can't talk to me no, no, no other way. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, I was immature and got kicked out of practice a few times. And, you know, I really didn't uh, understand the, the, you know, the, the, the pushing part from the coach until, you know, later in my career in college and later on in high school. But when I first got there in high school, yeah, man, I was, I was feeling myself, feeling myself a lot. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong, nothing wrong. You, you know, parents, and, and, and share this with your athletes as well, you know, you see you have two different types of athletes, but both of them were able to persevere, overcome, mm-hmm. and realize that at the end of the day, this was in the big picture for their success. That's what we really and truly have to focus on, parents. That's what we really and truly have to be able to share with our athletes to make sure that they understand that's what they focus on. This but our, that this how crazy. Go oh, ahead. Hold on, that this how this how crazy I, I was I was talking. I remember we lost um, my junior year. We lost our last game. So, Coach Ricks, uh, my high school coach at the time at D Creek, was talking to the seniors. Um, you know, saying it was it was you know it was a pleasure coaching y'all. Um, you know, as y'all go on with y'all uh, college careers, I hope everything works out and um, whatever y'all need to help, um, I'm here for you. And I'm just sitting there. I'm sitting there. I start getting to my team and I said, well, I got one more year. I'm good. Like, that's how, cra- that's how crazy I was talking. Like, like the audacity of me to, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to act like I'm just that much bigger than the other players. And still to this day, my teammates, my friends uh, from back, 
from back home, we always talk about that. Like, man, remember we was about to fight because you, you was talking about how you, how you still have one more year left and you was going to do that. I just, it's just crazy how long, uh, how, how immature I was. So, yeah, I just wanted to say that part. Hey, but again, <laughs> you was able to get over it, get past it, yeah. and move on. Once again, folks, it's yep. time for us to step away and pay these bills, and we'll be right back.
Hi, I'm Carolyn Mays with Expedite Properties, LLC. Miss Mays, it is good to have you in studio with us. I understand you do traditional real estate and investment needs, but you also have other special services you offer. That's correct. We also offer services for those who have experienced the loss of a loved one. Um, those services include probate processing, moving and packing, cleaning, organizing, and managing or even selling their homes. You also are trained and ready to go for COVID-19 cleaning, is that right? Yes, sir, we are. We have trained individuals here and ready to clean your home. Would you do commercial properties such as a church or business? Yes, we will. We do commercial as well as residential properties. Expedite Properties, LLC. What's your phone number? 757-563-3092. And you're on Facebook at Carolyn Mays. And also on Instagram at Carolyn Mays as well. Expedite Properties, LLC. Give them a call. And experience your sigh of relief. Okay, we're back, we're back, we're back, folks. Hey, we've been having a conversation with Mike Scott from the Philadelphia 76ers and Mr. Don Curry, formerly of, well, I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions because as, as I'm saying that, I'm looking at the TV and, and who's up there on, on, the, uh, on the screen? Emmett Smith. Yep, wow. <laughs> okay, but well, we've been having a great conversation, folks, but if you want to join in on that conversation, we're going to give you the opportunity to join in on that conversation. 757-454-1650. I'm going to say that number again. Area code 757-454-1650. Join in on this conversation with Don Curry and Mike Scott from the Philadelphia 76ers. All right, here we go. Gentlemen, you know, you know, during the break, we talked a little bit about... Uh, that college time period. And uh, just want to bring that on the air, share it with uh, the listening audience today. During college, entering college, leaving home, well, well, how did you feel when you first left home for the first time on your way going to college and knowing that, hey, this is where I'm going to live and this is where I'm going to be for the next three to four years? We'll start with you, Mike, and then we'll come back to you, Don. Um. I think, you know, before college, uh, I went to Hargrave Military Academy, and that kind of prepared me for college. Um, I was away from home. I was away from you. Um, I was there for about eight, nine months. So it kind of, you know, it kind of like prepared me what, what was college going to be like, um, uh, being away from the family, doing schoolwork, uh, doing your basketball. And, you know, when I got to Virginia, it was kind of like the same thing besides it was obviously it was more freedom. Um but you know, for the most part, when I when I got to Virginia, when I first got there, I mean, I felt um, I felt comfortable. Uh, some of my friends that I grew up with, uh, that went to high school with me, they was on the football team at Virginia. So I kind of had, you know, had, had some friends. I had some people I knew there. And um, you know, when I first got there on campus, I felt uh, I, I felt pretty good. I felt I, I felt free, and I you know, it was I wasn't locked down because uh, obviously Hargrave was a military academy, uh, all boys school, and it was very strict. So you know, going to college from there, uh, it was it was it was much different. It was much more freedom, and uh, of course, I enjoyed that. And um, yeah. <laughs> okay, and Don, how about yourself? 
so uh, going to college was a, a nerve-wracking experience for me because no one in my family had ever been to college. So I was the first mm-hmm. to get that opportunity. Uh, so I was nervous. I really didn't know what to expect. To be honest with you, man, just the prospect of being able to continue playing football was extremely exciting to me, <laughs> right? Like, again, I, I play football because that's I me mean, at this point. I just love the game. So and I got a chance to do it on the first college campus I ever stepped on, which was Norfolk State University. So I, I was excited about the opportunity. But I tell you, I, I was also a little nervous because I was a small guy. I mean, I, I was five, nine and a half, 140 pounds when I graduated high school. And I'm coming on to Norfolk State campus where, you know, the philosophy of the old coach was bigger is better. <laughs> so I'm easily the smallest guy on the team by, by far, definitely the smallest defensive back. And I'm blessed to, you know, earn a starting job and start all four years there. So that's pretty cool. Man, that's, that, that's dope. That's dope. You know, that that's interesting. Again, folks, look at the contrast. Look at the contrast, but each one of them were able to work through, embrace their situation, make the best out of it, and move on to graduate with their degrees. Parents, that we, we can't ask for a better story. That's true. When, when, you, when the cards are lined up like that and your child is that focused, now, just like Don just said, they may be a little nervous, a little rattled at first. There mm-hmm. may be some uncertainties because you're going in there at five nine, a buck forty. Mm-hmm. You're not even sure if you're gonna have an opportunity to get out there on the field. But he pushed through it, got him a starting position, and stayed there for the rest of the time that he was at that university. Mike was a little bit more comfortable because he had a stand at Hargrave. They worked on that time management, worked on you know, prepping yourself, getting focused on uh, going to class, leaving class, getting your meals, leaving your meals, getting to practice, you know, and getting your study time in and all that. So they, they, they had that structure. So by the time he got to college, he was ready for it. And then that, that level of comfort he had where he had some fellow classmates from his, from his high school that smoothed things out for him. But both of these young men were able to move forward work through the situation, embrace the situation, and succeed and reach their own personal levels of success. But when we talk about that, gentlemen, and we, we talk about that college life, what, what are some of the things that, you know, you always hear these wild stories about things that's going on in college, and y'all don't have to divulge any, anything that some uh, newspaper person may be listening to the show may be salivating on, but yeah, just, just, you know, just talk about when you was at college, what was some of the, you hear about the wild stories. How can we ease the mind of the parents to stay focused on their child getting through the situation? Or as athletes, their child getting through the situation. We'll start with you, Don, if you understand where the question is at. Yeah, I, I do understand. Uh, I, I will firstly say that it's true that on campus there, there are parties, there are social gatherings, um, there are temptations, but a lot of that is, I would say, is exacerbated. And it really comes down to the, the quality and character of, of the student, right? So mm-hmm. for me, um, I'm not going to act like I didn't party. I'm not going to act like I 
didn't hang out with the guys who was on the scene. But that that was a very small, you know, portion of my college experience. I spent most of my time either in my books, or my I had night classes, or I was watching film with my head coach, my defensive back coach, because um, I I was laser sharp focused on trying to get somewhere in life. Right. So my college experience was one where um, I was afraid to fail because I was the first in my family to go to college. But yet at the same token, I wanted to make sure that I was able to bust somebody's head on Saturday because we had a game coming up, right? So <laughs> along with getting my books right, you know, a party to have fun, that's going to happen regardless of what college or school you go to. Um, but but if your, your child got a good head on their shoulders, I mean, they're, they're going to make sure they balance it well um, between, you know, the business of school and your sport um, and, you know, having a social life as a young adult. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same with Don. Like, you know, college, you know, I partied. We went to the bars. We hung out. We went to the parties. Um, um, but for the most part, I mean, I, I get, I got to give you credit because, you know, how you raised me, um, you know, what you tolerated and what you didn't tolerate, I always kept that in the back of my head. Like, man, I know my pops would be tripping off this if I, you know, if I got in trouble or if, uh, <laughs> you know, if I couldn't play basketball, I know that would hurt me and, you know, I, 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 would, be, I would be messed up from that. So, um. You know, for, I mean, like I said, I, I think it's it's all exaggerated a lot, you know, with movies and TV shows and yeah, colleges. Yeah, they do get crazy. They do they do turn up. They do party. But um, you know, for the most part, I wanted to keep playing basketball. I wanted to make sure my grades were straight so I can able uh, be able to play basketball. And it's all about how you were raised. You know, it's some people, you know, some people can get carried away with it. Some people can, you know, know how to balance out the two and. For the most part, for me, I think I was able to balance out too. I was able to have my fun off the court, and but at the same time, I was doing my what I need to do in the classroom, and I was, I, I was doing what I need to do on the court. So. All right, you, you know, and that that takes us around to as we talk about the college life and, and get into that piece. Um, I can't think I can't I can't go through a whole show without talking about the situation where. Um, well, Mike suffered an injury in his fourth year at, at UVA. And I'm going to let him go ahead and tell, you know, what was going through his head at the time. He, he touched on it earlier. Oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, we're going to go to the phone line first because somebody's on the line. Go ahead, call you on the parents. Go to the parents network. Okay. Folks, if you're calling in, please make sure that you got your cell phone charged up. It's not plugged into the wall. You know, you got a good connection. If you got a home phone, use that. If not, uh, find the nearest pay phone. You can use that. <laughs> whatever, whatever you need to do. But we need to have that good connection when you're calling in. Because if not, it's going to come in and, and it's going to be real choppy. And then we're not going to be sure what you're saying or what question you have. You may have a very valid question, but just can't get to Getting back to what I was saying. Mike. Talk about yep. your uh, time period at, at UVA in the fourth year, and uh, all of a sudden you start experiencing a reoccurring injury. Yeah, so um, I had I had a pretty solid third year, junior year. I was starting to get some national recognition. So, um, you know, that summer uh, I worked hard, and I was, you know, I started seeing my name on the draft.com. And of course, I was looking at that, those that, that site every week just to see where my name is at. Um, <laughs> And, you know, the beginning of that fourth year, uh, you know, doing practice, I was having some ankle 
uh, ankle pain in my ankle. And, uh, you know, it was sharp pain. Like, I couldn't even walk. Just out of nowhere. Like, literally out of nowhere. Um, you know, and I went to the doctor, and they were saying, you know, uh, you know, you have bone spurs in your ankle. We need to go in and, uh, you know, scrape those, scrape them out, clean it out, and, uh, you know, you'll be back in two two weeks. So, of course, I, I went through, I went, I did that procedure. Um, and, you know, within a week, I think I was back out on the court. Uh, I think I was playing within a week after that surgery. And without a doubt, same thing happened again. Same thing. Um, and, you know, this time the doctor was like, well, we might need to go in and scope it and, you know, do a more a more extensive uh, surgery. And, you know, that, that might put you down for a year. And, you know, mentally I was just like, man, I worked so hard during the summer, right, right when everything's, you know, starting to look up for me and, now I got to sit down and have, now I have to red shirt for a year. And, you know, mentally I was, I was just like, man, hopefully I can get back to where I was, where I was at. And, you know, how I was just going to, you know, be watching my teammates. And it was definitely humbling, man. It was, it was humbling. And uh, that fourth year I red shirted. Um, I just played enough games so I can red shirt. So I sat down my whole fourth year. And, you know, with that time, I just really just, you know, worked on my body, worked on my mental and, um, you know, I did. I came back for an extra year at University of Virginia, fifth year, and I think, man, that was that that, that was a blessing in disguise for me because that fifth year, I, I mean, I, I did pretty good, and, and I was able to get drafted. You, you went but, for uh, it. You know, before, yeah, gotcha. ahead, sorry Don, about that. Don, did did you have anything like that you that you experienced? And, and we're running close on time there, so give it to us real quick. Sorry for for that short fuse. No, you good? Sure, no, no, no problem. Uh, I, two. Two, two uh, situations. Towards the end of my sophomore year, I broke my ankle, uh, and that, that kind of set me down for a while. Um, but the, the only major injury I've had that set me down for a period of time was when I, I tore my left hamstring, you know, after my second year in, in the NFL. And I honestly thought it was going to be over for me. Um, but by God's grace, I was able to heal up, and by another misfortune of another player, I got a shot with the Detroit Lions, and, you know, I, I went eight straight years with them. Hmm. Wow. Hey, hey, folks, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. You know, that time has snuck up on us. Man, this has been the fastest hour in my life. But just having the opportunity to share this information with you, parents, and you hearing it firsthand coming from uh, our athletes, uh, Mr. Don Curry and Mike Scott. Um, hey, it's been great, and it's been humming. The fellas, I thank you for taking the time out of your day uh, you. to come out. You know, and, and Mike, uh, stay safe down there in the bubble or whatever y'all want to call right. the bubble. Folks, it ain't no bubble. I'm going to let you know it's not really a bubble. Uh, no, but anyway, a <laughs> uh, but Don, hey, I'm looking forward to working with you on some other a aspects of throughout the city. But we'll talk about that later on down the line. Hey, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. Thank you, Miss Stewart, for joining us as well. Thank you for having me. And uh, until Thank next you, week, folks, we'll be back again. I got Aflife on, not Aflac, Aflife. You want to hear about this organization. This organization is going to be a game changer in high school sports. Thank you. Have a great day.
grew up a student of the game. Had people front and talk about me, but that ain't no thing. See, I know I would make it with the knowledge in my brain. And if I succeed with that, then be ball would do the same. I can't complain the situation that I'm in. Meeting different connects that turn out to be my friends. I know it'll turn out great when my four years come to an end. And when the ball starts bouncing on my diploma, out the pen. But I'm hate dead. Playing ball is just a small part. With this education, I have a great start. And if you work hard with the teachers, they might be showing love in the stands and in the bleachers. I'm only preaching. I'm just trying to spit knowledge and the knowledge opportunities at your disposal. Thanks for listening to Praise Radio.